Hey everyone, it's Joel again from Soul Revival Church. Welcome to week two of the new way we are doing church at this point in time. Just wanted to let you know that we are continually working on ironing out all the kinks associated with doing church in a brand new way, like audio quality. But what you're listening to right now is the audio from our live services that we are doing each week. And if you're interested in watching those live gatherings on the weekend, just go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you'll see the list of all six of our services at the top of the page. And so we run those at the same time we would usually meet at those gatherings if we were still able to do that physically. But thanks for sticking with us. And now let's get into our Friday night gathering at Kirui. We've got um, a special guest tonight. I'm going to invite Finn up to the screen, which is really exciting. Um, Finn, are you... Can everyone see you? Yes? Can you say a few words? Hello. Ah, fantastic. All right. We're all good. Hello, Finn. I'm just going to move this out of the way real quick. There we go. All right. So we can see your face. Hello, Finn. Um, It is fantastic to see you. Um, so I was thought, so you're going you're gonna to pray for us today, which is really fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, but before you do, I thought I'd ask you a few questions. So what year are you in now, Finn? Year 12. Cool. So you're in year 12 and you're doing, year 12, are you doing that from home? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. 100% How, online. So year 12 online, that's a bit insane. Um, oh, it's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, in doing in doing Year Twelve online, what would be a really what would be something that we could be praying for you, or what do you think? Like, how how is the experience in general? But um, yeah, what what do you think we could be doing to pray for you? Um, well, it's kind of it's obviously a completely different environment, um, and I guess for me, I probably work a lot better at school, and I'm sure others are the same. Um, so probably just prepare for focus really. Yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah. We'll continue to, we'll pray for focus. That'll be really cool. So, cause what I thought, what I thought we could also do today is, um, I could pray for you as well as you pray for everyone else. But, um, before I do pray for focus in general, because I'm studying from home isn't, isn't my forte anyway. I'm not very good at it. Um, I don't know about you. But um, it's really easy to be distracted and really easy to be otherwise. How are you? How are you finding it not being able to be at school in general? Like you're not be, not able to be with your mates. You're not able to get help with, from teachers. How's that all working? Yeah, well, it's. it's I mean, it's pretty difficult because it's you know, it's pretty much what I've what I've been expecting and what I've had for the past like you know, ten years plus. But um, yeah, I guess. The biggest thing for me is probably because the online lessons, they're actually going, they're, they're okay, you know, because most teachers do like a, a video or a, something that's live. So you can still have at least a little bit of interaction with the teacher. But I think the biggest thing with, yeah, like you said, will probably be not being able to see any of my friends or, you know, in class, just being able to bounce off them with, you know, something that I, that I don't understand or anything like that, you know, probably missing the handball games the most that's probably the biggest you know mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me are you have you guys found any any substitutes for hanging out what are you guys what are you guys doing yeah well, actually me and uh me and my friend we've started a socially distanced social walking group funnily oh. funnily enough so um 
we've kind of you know every 3 30 we'll we'll head up to the oval and just do like a, a walk around guy mir which is pretty good of course at a appropriate distance of course you, of course i was I was talking to someone the other day. I was talking to Katie the other day about potentially going on walks together. And what we thought we might do was we might get hula hoops and strap pieces <laughs> of rope to it. So we have the hula hoop around us um, to work. Did you, do you, would you suggest anything like that? Or is it okay to just stand apart? Well, you know, that sounds like a pretty, a pretty good way of, of making sure you don't get too close. And it also tells other people what you're doing and that, you know, you're not messing around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's important. It's important. I love it. it. Is, All right. It <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing, Finn. Uh, would it be cool for you to pray for us now? That'd be great. Would that be right? Yeah, sure. Sure. Thanks, bro. The Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of the, all of the good things that we have during this crisis at the moment, for all of the health services and, um, and the fact that we can still come together on online for the service. Um, and we're sorry that maybe in this time we've uh, been a little less committed to you, God, because there's not that, uh, that social, that social gathering that is so good, but, but we just pray that you can help us get through this time and help all those that are, that are vulnerable and at risk to the virus. And um, yeah, we pray that, that we can stay strong in our faith during this this trial and that we can continue to grow in this in our faith and maybe come out stronger. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Finn. I'm going to actually pray for you guys now, uh, you and the rest of the Year 12 cohort um, uh, that we have at Soul Revival and that we have in Australia. Um, and I'm just going to do that real quick. So if you wouldn't mind, I'm going to pray one more time. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for Finn, thank you that he's still able to learn and do all the things he needs to do. Thank you for his initiative in going for a walking group and how much fun that would be. Lord, I pray, though, for the whole of Year 12 in Australia, in the world right now, Lord, as they uh, go through their final year at high school, which is already a really rough time. Lord, I pray that you can have your hand over these kids and over, um, sorry, over these teenagers and over their um, learning and also, Lord, over their stress. I pray that you can uh, protect them in that over this time. Amen. If you are at home and you want to read along, um, uh, we're reading from Matthew. And I think it's really important to be reading along and, and, and actually grabbing a Bible yourself and, and having church to continue to be like church. I think I, I watched this video that I might share with you another time about people rocking up to church and being ready for church, um, just like normal. So for example, uh, it's like going to work. It's like, it's like going to school from home and being in your school uniform at home either way. It puts you in a good mindset. So get your Bible out um, and we'll read from Matthew 22, starting at verse 37. Um, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. I'm now going to invite Stu up to uh, preach from this. Well, as I said before, we uh, have got a shock absorber theory that we have a soul revival church, and that means that we are trying to bring the flexibility of youth with the maturity of uh, older people together to have strength and flexibility within a shock absorber in the church. And the shock absorber of our church is going to help us to adjust to change 
as change happens, young people are often the first people who are on the forefront of cultural change. And often, particularly if you're here tonight watching this and you're young, you're actually probably experiencing cultural change even faster than I am in my generation. And that was not only the case for this COVID-19 situation, but it's been the case for many, many years. Um, when I was young, I was 21 years old, I was in a local church and it was a great local church, but it was experiencing difficulty with keeping up with cultural change. And we were trusted by the adults of our church and they asked us as young adults if we'd think up doing youth ministry in a different way. And as we started to think about it, we started to look at the practices that we'd had uh, when um, we were actually in youth group, and this is going a long way back, back in the 1980s. And the practices of youth ministry back then just didn't really connect with us culturally. And so while we were getting biblical teaching, we weren't actually seeing many people who were growing up in Christian families staying in the church. And also we weren't seeing anybody from outside in the community coming along to church. So our elders in our church trusted us to think up youth ministry in a different way and a few of us started a youth group back in 1991 and we called it Soul Revival and that's where Soul Revival comes from. Uh, Soul Revival was a youth group to start off with at Guy Ranglican and it was started by four youth leaders and we decided that instead of running a youth group what if we were actually a group of friends and we actually were youth leaders to the young people that we were leading but we were actually inviting them to have some continuity with us that we'd uh, stick around with them and lead them right through high school so by the time they graduate out of high school they could become our friends and we were thinking that that was a conviction that didn't just come from ourselves it was actually something we got from the bible because when we first started at Soul Revival we actually sat down in the lounge room of one of us uh, young people back in the day and we opened our Bibles and we were flicking through the Bible just thinking, I wonder if there's um, some wisdom from the Bible about how we can approach this new job we have as youth leaders. And one of us came across Matthew 22, 37 to 40, which was a favourite verse. And in it, we thought, this is actually a really core and easy way to have a really good foundation for our youth ministry. And over the years, not only was that a good foundation for the youth ministry over 20 years, but since we started Soul Revival Church back in 2012, we've actually continued to have this verse front and centre of our minds as we've planted our church, Soul Revival. We like to summarise this verse I'm going to read out that we've already heard read by Ethan. I'm going to read out again in a sec. We like to summarise this as Jesus changes everything. You see, back in um, Matthew 22, Jesus was actually confronted by the religious leaders. First of all, he was um, uh, actually argued with, with the Sadducees, and that was a group of religious leaders. And then in verse 34 that we've got in our passage today in chapter 22 the bible says that the pharisees got together after jesus had silenced the sadducees and answered all their questions and the pharisees thought they'd come at jesus one more time you see they thought that actually uh, trick him and trap him and so this is what happens in verse 35 one of them an expert in the law tested him with this question teacher which is the greatest commandment in the law jesus replied love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now, in the context of this day, this was a fantastic answer to these Pharisees because they were questioning Jesus about which was the most important law of Moses. And Jesus begins to answer that question by simply starting with how the Ten Commandments actually starts. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And when he goes on to say, this is the first and greatest commandment, 
and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, he's actually giving them a really good summary of the law of Moses. And what's really interesting here is Jesus is really looking at them saying, how are you going with that? How are you going at loving God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind? How are you going with that? If you want to know what's the most important thing, I want to ask you, how are you going with that most important thing? Are you loving God like that? And if they were to be honest, they'd have to answer that they weren't loving God with everything they have. And when we first started Soul Revival, we actually were convicted about that ourselves. See, when we started as a youth group, we, we were uh, meeting as youth leaders and running a youth group. But to be honest, we we're actually kind of giving God what was left over after we'd done everything else in our lives that we'd wanted to do. So some of us were at uni, some of us had part-time jobs, some of us were working, and some of us were actually just having lots of sport and having lots of fun. And often when it came to church, we were putting aside an hour on Sunday night, we're putting aside some time for a Bible study if we had time, and then if we had time on top of that, we were thinking, oh, let's help run the youth ministry for a while. But we started getting convicted about that, and we thought, well, if we're going to give God our best, how could we actually put God first? And as young people, we thought to ourselves, how can we express that? How can we actually help let Jesus help us to learn how to put God first, how to love God more? How can we learn from Jesus how to love God? After all, Jesus obeyed God in everything. Jesus was sinless. Jesus was a perfect expression of what it is to be human, and he was fully God as well. And Jesus, even when he went to the cross, cried out to the Lord and said, that he didn't want to go to the cross. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he was crying out to God and said that he was feeling really nervous about going to the cross. Yet he said, not my will, but yours. So he was willing to put God first. And in our small way, back in the early 90s, we thought, well, maybe let's think about what's the most important day of the week? What's the most important night we have? And we thought, why don't we actually give God our Saturday nights that's where we like to go and party what if we were to meet with Jesus around the word of God on a Saturday night and so that was one thing that we did to try and express that in the day but what we thought would happen is if we can try and express this and put God first this might mean that we also might take seriously the second commandment because see Jesus says to the Pharisees how are you going with the second commandment how are you going with loving your neighbor as yourself now, later, Jesus is going to tell them that when they ask him, who is your neighbor, he's basically going to say to them, everybody is their neighbor. But for the Pharisees, they had these categories of relationships where they'd meet with some people that they considered to be worth meeting with, and they'd stay away from other people that they considered to be sinners. Yet Jesus, in his love, went to those people that the Pharisees wouldn't go anywhere near. And so we as young people thought, how are we actually going to express this in our lives? How do we embrace difference? How do we embrace people who are different to ourselves? Not just embracing sameness and only loving people who are the same as us. And so that began for us what we now have as an intergenerational ministry. Because as young adults, we thought we're not going to just relate to the young people as token relationships, as pleasant strangers. Yes, we're going to be their leaders. But we're actually going to seek to be giving up and serving them giving up things that we would normally be doing for the sake of what we can do for them. And over the years, we found that that was a really helpful, orientating way of thinking. In verse 40, Jesus finishes and says, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. See, this foundation that Jesus gives us to love God and to love others is foundational. And so much 
of our Christian life can be expressed off this. So many good things can come from that. And in fact, the fact that we're trying to continue to meet together over the internet at the moment during this COVID-19 crisis is evidence that we really do want Jesus to be the foundation of our relationships. And can I say that while there's a lot of disruption to our lives in, in the moment, in this moment that we find ourselves in, can I encourage you to continue to try and find ways to love God and love others in your daily life? I'm going to pray for us now. Dear Lord God, we thank you for Jesus' clarity in his teaching. And I pray that you help us to seek clarity and expression as we express that in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Soul Revival Church podcast. Just a reminder, if you want to watch any of these services that we hold live, you can go to soulrevivalchurch.com and you can see all the gatherings up the top of the page. You can choose anyone you wish. It can be on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Thanks again and one way. Music is okay by Ixon.